This is the City Place Church Podcast. Here at City Place, we build dreams, ignite faith, and establish leaders that win the lost for God's kingdom. From wherever you're listening, we hope that you are empowered by the message. All right, City Place Church, it's so good to see everybody again. So glad to see you today. Today is favorite t-shirt Sunday, and so I hope you got it. Hashtag City Place Church. We're just having a good, fun summer. I hope you enjoyed last week's message talking about sons, siblings, and servants. And so uh, we want to make sure that we're always standing in the family aspect of God versus just trying to work for him. Are you with me? And so again, on behalf of my wife, Taisha, welcome to City Place Church. Make sure you download today's message notes, cityplacechurch.com. So many things happening in the life of our church. But if you have your Bibles, we're going to jump into God's word. This whole summer is focused on summer essentials. And we said that God wanted to refresh us, refocus us and reload us. And we said that we were literally going to go through God's word and grab some of the basic things so that we're walking in the power of the presence of the Lord and the Holy Spirit. And so today we're kicking off a mini series inside of our focus, Summer Essentials, entitled just running through the Bible. And so uh, this morning, I want you to grab your Bibles, grab your notes, because you're going to need them. I got my Bible. Remember, we're challenging you to pull out your real physical Bible because we're going to be moving around and there are things that God wants to say that may not be necessarily in what we read. It could be one page over, one chapter over. And so you want to have your Bibles. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. It says this. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. We thank you for the opportunity to be refreshed in your presence, to be refocused in your presence, and to be reloaded in your presence. Jesus, we honor you for your sacrifice, your gift of salvation, and your promised gift of the Holy Spirit. I pray that as we lean into your word today, I pray Holy Spirit, that you speak to us, that you draw us close to you like never before. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, Paul is challenging the readers and the people of Colossians to allow the word of God, the word of Christ, to dwell. The word dwell there means to remain fixed in a place, to dwell in you, inside of you, richly. Let the word of God dwell in you richly. Over these last few weeks, we've been talking about the presence of the Lord. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit wants to reveal things to us and how he's living and he's alive and he comes with so much power. Well, today we're going to jump into the word of God and we're going to learn more about the word of God because the Bible says that heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will last forever. And so we're going to, over these next few weeks, we're going to take out our Bibles and we're going to talk about the Word of God. And we're going to see what the Word of God says about the Word of God because the Word of God is alive. The Bible is alive. Go ahead and write that down. The Bible is alive. In fact, this is what it says in John chapter 6, verse 63. It says, the Spirit gives life. This is Jesus talking. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you 
are spirit and they are life. Hebrews 4 verse 12 says, for the word of God is living. Somebody say living and active, sharper than any double edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and in attitudes of the heart. The word of God is living and active and powerful and sharp and is a discerner and able to judge. The word of God is alive. The Bible is alive. When I was a kid, and I don't know if you know this song, but <clears throat> let me get my vocals ready. We used to sing this song in kids church and, and it goes like this, B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E Bible. Man, I used to love singing that song because in kids' church, the Bible was placed as a foundation of our life. And we would sing that song almost every single week because the Bible was brought to its place of honor. When, when, when we hold the Bible, we're holding the word of God. Yes, it is a book. But when the Holy Spirit engages with you and I, the life flows out of it. And Jesus said, everything that I say is spirit and life. And then the writer of Hebrews says, the word of God is living and active, which means today. The words that were spoken thousands of years ago still apply to you and I. And so this morning, what we're going to do is we're just going to slow walk through the word because we want to be refreshed. There are things that you and I need to re-engage with again. And so we're going to run through the Bible. Write this down. Write this down. Knowing that the Bible is alive, faith activates the word of God. Write that down. Faith activates the word of God. This is not the first time that I brought these few next few points to your attention. So it may sound familiar. The reason why it may sound familiar is because we're going to refresh so that we don't forget. Faith activates the word of God. Hebrews chapter four, verse two. Grab your Bibles. Come on. Grab your Bibles. Hebrews chapter four, verse two. Let's go there. Hebrews. It's in the New Testament. Hebrews chapter four, verse two says this. It says, for we also have had the good news proclaimed to us just as they did. But the message they heard was of no value to them because they did not share the faith of those who believed. Like the word of God is activated by faith. If there is no faith, if there is no trust, if there is no uh, uh, belief that that is God's word that's alive and active, it's just a book. But faith activates the word. Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So my faith and my ability to hear is tied to God's word. 
Hearing is tied to God's word and my hearing is tied to my faith. So therefore, I have to be in God's word so that my faith is activated. But then my faith has to be activated so that I can receive the word. So faith activates the word. This is how the Bible comes alive in your life and my life. Number two, revelation activates faith. Revelation activates faith. It says this in Luke chapter 1, verse 34 to 38. It says, how will this be? This is the angel talking to Mary as he's downloading the plan of the Holy Spirit for her as it pertains to her birthing Jesus. How can this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be fulfilled in me. She has this moment where the angel says, this is the word of the Lord for you. But he breaks it down to say, now, let me explain the word to you. You are going to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. The Most High is going to overshadow you. You're going to birth the Son of God. Because the Spirit of God is doing the work in you. See, he, he literally downloads revelation that she didn't have. And understanding that she didn't have. Clarity that she didn't have. Because of the Holy Spirit. See, she said, if you told this to me and as you're speaking to me, my faith is going to activate the word. Because the angel says, no word that the Lord ever says fails. And then she says, literally, watch this now. Now her faith is activated. She's got a revelation. She says, be it unto me according to what you just said. Let your word come alive in me. My faith has been activated, so activate the word based on what you have revealed to me. So revelation is going to activate your faith. She got clarity from the Holy Spirit and her faith was like, OK, let's do it. And so faith activates the word, but so does revelation. Which then leads me to this last thought as we talk about the Bible being alive is that meditation activates the revelation. Meditation activates revelation. I know it's something that you may not hear talked about a lot in church, but the Bible does talk about it in Joshua chapter 1, verse 7 and 8. This is God talking to Joshua. He says, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in what I'm telling you. Then you will be prosperous and successful. God literally says to Joshua, do not let this get out of your sight. Sit and meditate, because the more you meditate, you'll get a greater understanding of all that I have for you. And then you'll see yourself prosperous and successful, but you grab the word, you hold on to it, and you sit in it, ponder it, think about it, 
regurgitate it, chew on it, think about it, regurgitate it, chew on it, think about it, ponder it day and night. And as you do that, your way will be successful and prosperous. Why? Because the word of God, the Bible is alive. Are you tracking with me? So the Bible is alive. Faith activates the word of God. Revelation activates the word of God. Meditation activates the word of God. So this morning, let's lean in because my focus of today is I want you and I over these next few weeks, starting today, to develop an honor for God's word. I want us to develop a position of honoring God's word. When I grew up, the pastor would, would get up and if you were sitting down, he said, I, we're going to stand for the reading of God's word. There was such a sacred aspect to the reading of scripture because whatever we were about to lean into on that Sunday morning or in kids church or in youth group was, was the word was about to come alive. And we were going to hear from God that morning, that afternoon, that night, or wherever we were. But we were going to see and honor the fact that in this moment, God was going to speak to us. And so we're going to develop at a greater sense as we refocus, we refresh, and we reload. We're going to honor God's word. City Place, are you with me? God's word will be honored at City Place Church and in our homes so here we go. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. These words I speak to you, Jesus said, are not incidental additions to your life. Homeowner improvements, this is the message version, to your standard of living. They are foundational words, words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on solid Rock. Jesus says, hey, place added importance and honor on the words that are spoken from me and my father. If you use them as foundation, a place of honor, you won't be wasting your time. Things will grow healthy. So, Damon, how do we develop honor for the word of God? Write this down. This may sound familiar. We're just we're refreshing. Number one. You and I must accept. Its authority and truth by faith. Remember, faith activates the word. So you and I have to accept the fact that the word of God, the Bible right here, the Bible, 66 books of the Bible, God's word. We must accept its authority and truth by faith. People will try to add, take away, subtract, choose what they want to choose. But the word of God, the Bible says, is going to stand forever. Well, you and I have to accept and we're going to develop honor to, for the word of God. We have to accept his authority and truth by faith. Let's dive in. First Thessalonians chapter two, verse 13. Says we also thank God continually. Because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it, not as the word of men, but actually as it is the word of God, 
which is at work in you, watch now, who believe. Paul literally says, hey, listen, the word of God is working in you because your faith activated the word. He literally says, you didn't see us just preaching. So please don't see me just communicating and preaching this morning. Look past me to God's word coming alive into your life. Let your faith go. Okay, God, speak to me today. I want to honor your word. Why? Because when you look past me and see that God wants to say something to you, the word of God becomes alive to you. Paul says, you didn't just take the mere words of men. You looked past and you saw God speaking to you and your faith activated the word of God in your life and you received the word of God with great honor and value. You accepted the word's authority and you accepted God's word as truth. Second Timothy chapter three, verse 16 says this. All scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. This is again, this is Paul. Paul is dropping some major wisdom here. He's literally saying all scripture. Just to make it a little bit plain, just for those of you who may be new uh, in your walk with God. When we refer to scriptures, what we're talking about is every word in the Bible. It's when we say scripture, it's 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 breaking down into to to verses and chapters, the things that we read and what God says. So when when Paul says all scripture, he's literally saying everything that you're reading in God's word, the Bible. Is living, it's active, but it will correct you. It will rebuke you. It will train you so you as a servant can fulfill the work that God has for you. So literally every aspect to life, no matter what it is, is found in God's word. Sadness, joy, fear, sin, relationships, marriage, right relationships, wrong relationships, identity in Christ, identity in yourself, the relationships I should be in, the ones I shouldn't be, friendships, promotion, money, strife, anger, depression, all in here. There's, the Bible says this, there's nothing new underneath the sun. So all the situations are happening around us in scripture. But God's word is, is the tool that the Holy Spirit will use as, in our life to go, hey, hey, let's go now. Hey, let's get back on this thing. Hey, grow in this area. Hey, encourage someone over here. The Holy Spirit will speak through the word, but you and I must accept its authority and truth. Number two, if we're going to develop honor for God's word, number two, the truth and authority that we're receiving by faith must be assimilated into your life. The truth and the authority must be assimilated into your life. I looked at the word assimilate just from the regular Webster Dictionary, and here's what it means. To take into mind and thoroughly understand, to take in, and watch this now, utilize as nourishment, to absorb into the system, to absorb into the cultural tradition of a population or group. Literally, if you and I are going to grab the authority 
and the truth of God's word, we have to assimilate it into my life. It, it, it has got to be grafted into my life to where it becomes a part of me and it begins to lead me and guide me. It has to be active so that it provides you and I nourishment. But then also what God says then begins to become my view and your view versus my cultural group or the group that I'm a part of. No, the word of God and what he says begins to guide my thoughts and be guide your thoughts and guide your actions and guide your convictions because his truth, his authority, his word, it's who he is. Psalms 119 verse 9 says this. How can a young man cleanse his way by taking heed according to your word? With my whole heart, I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against the literally. David says, all of your word. I'm taking into my mind. I'm thoroughly understanding. I'm going to utilize it as nourishment. I'm going to absorb it into my system. I'm hitting it in my heart so that I won't sin. And then I'm going to absorb your word into my group. Into my culture. Your word will be the guiding post. So here's the question that we get to ask as we assimilate it into our life is this. What does the word of God say about dot, 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 dot? What does the word of God say about this issue? What does the word of God say about this decision that I need to make? Or what does this word of God say? Our, you know, response say about X, Y, Z. So you and I get to ask our question as we grab hold of the truth and the authority of God's word and begin to assimilate it in our life. What does God's word say? Here's what I realized. Look at this verse right here in John chapter one, one through five. It says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And the life was the light of mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Literally in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. It goes on to continue to say, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Literally Jesus Christ packs the word. He is the word. So whenever I'm going, what does the word of God has to say? I'm literally going to go, Jesus, what do you want to say about this? I accept your authority. I accept the authority of God's word. Jesus literally said, everything that I tell you is spirit and life. So much to the word of God. So if we're going to assimilate it into our life, we're trying to develop honor for the word. So we're going to accept the word of God as authority. The Bible is authority. It is alive. It is active. It can change my life, change your life for the better and correct us when we're wrong, when we need it. So we're going to accept the authority and then we're going to apply and assimilate the truth to our life. So how do we assimilate? I told you we were going to take a lot of notes, so hopefully you got it. We're going, hey, we're refreshing. We're refreshing. We don't need to be hyped all the time, which we will be. We have to grow in Jesus. 
We're going above and beyond this year. So how do we assimilate the word? Write this down. We're going to choose to love, honor, and live according to the word. We're going to choose to love, honor, and live according to the word. So if we're developing honor for the word of God, if we know the word of God is alive, if we know that God has given us his word to thrive in life, to overcome obstacles, to experience life the way Jesus designed, then we need to choose to. It's a choice. You can just let it be a book, pick it up on Sundays or pick it up just because you feel like you have to do it. Or you can choose to love, honor, and live according to the word of God. Psalms 119 verse 97 says, oh, how I love your law, your word. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands are always with me and you make me wiser than my enemies. The word makes me wiser than my enemies, the writer says. Psalms 18:30 says, as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in him. The word of the Lord proven. I love the fact that in Psalms 18, if, if for us living in 2022, if we didn't think God's word was alive and active, the writer says, proven. Psalms 19, 7 through 11 says, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statues of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Watch this now. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping your word and your promises and your statutes, in them there is great reward. Oh, I love the fact that the word of the Lord is pure. Like when we read scripture, there should be such a love and enjoyment for reading the scripture. It should never be work. Oh, man, I mean, it's almost like we're talking to him and he talks back. Psalms 19, the writer says, ah, oh, the law of the Lord, the words that he speaks, perfect. Oh, I love scripture. That's the reason why I'm giving you so many. It says the statutes of the Lord are right. He said, man, if you can desire them more than gold, do that. Sweeter than a honeycomb, best piece of candy you ever taste. So choose to love, honor, and live according to the word. Here's another way you can assimilate right where you are right now. Choose. Somebody say choose. Choose to learn and understand the word. Here's how. Write this down. Read God's word. Read God's word. You and I have to read God's word. Matthew chapter four, verse four says, it is written, man should not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Woo! You and I get to live off of everything that he says. Come on, somebody. Read the word of God. So here's what I want you to do. Write these down. Practical things. Practical things. I want you to get you a paper Bible. Get you a paper Bible, a real physical paper Bible. Okay? Technology is good. You, you use that technology. But here's why I want you to get your paper Bible, because you can chronicle the journey. 
My Bible is written in because God says things to me. And I want to make sure that I have those throughout the journey. I can't do that in my chapter on my on my iPad or my phone. But I can do that as I'm flipping and I'm looking for something else. And oh, on this day, God said this to me. So I want you to get your paper Bible. Get your paper Bible. Next week, I'll get into like the translations and what those mean. But there's various translations that will work for you that you may enjoy. And then as you grab that paper Bible and you start learning and you start leaning in, lean in knowing, watch now, that you're not just going to read the Bible, but the Bible is going to read you. That God's going to talk to you through his word and he's going to point some things out. So you find you a Bible that, that you like, get you a real paper Bible, then set aside time in the morning to read. Set aside time in the morning. Give God your, your freshest time. Give God your freshest time, not rushed, but give him your freshest time. So set, a time, set aside time to read and then have a Bible plan. You can download the Bible app. Uh, it's, it's the YouVersion Bible app. Amazing. They have hundreds and hundreds of Bible studies that you can follow throughout your week. Number two, write this down, write this down. So the ways we can learn and understand God's word. After we start reading God's word, we want to study God's word. Reading God's word and studying God's words are two things. I can just read and then I can just move on throughout my day. But once I begin to study God's word, I'm leaning in because I want him to talk back. Here's what John chapter five says. So you study the scriptures diligently. This is Jesus talking because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify of me. Jesus said, listen, you're studying the scriptures, the word diligently, but you're trying to find life in them and you're missing me. He literally says, but if you will look at the scriptures and you study the scriptures, you will realize that all scripture points to me. I am the word. All of scripture is leaning and leading to me. And I'm in front of you. So as you study scripture, don't study scripture thinking that this brings you life. Study scripture to find me in what you read because I give you life. And so Jesus said, hey, you're studying, but study to find me. Don't study to find anything other than me. Are you with me? Ezra chapter 7 verse 10 says this, For Ezra had devoted himself to the study and the observance of the law of the Lord and to teaching his decrees and laws in Israel. Like study. Ezra, a great man of God in biblical days, devoted himself to studying all that God said. And then after he downloaded everything, he said, somebody else has got to hear about this. You and I have to be committed to seeing the word of God assimilated into our life. It's truth, it's authority. We accept its truth and its authority. We apply it to our life. Why? Because we want to develop a position of honor for God's word. God, when I come into this time with you, you're going to say something to me today. In City Place, we don't want to miss it. Are you with me? <clears throat> this week, I want you guys to read. Write this down. I want you guys to read Psalms 119. And as you read Psalms 119 in Scripture, Psalms 119 is in the Old Testament. It's it's, it's a great read for the week. It's over a hundred and something verses. And I want you to grab your, your physical Bible and I want you to grab a pen and I want you to underline every time the writer refers to your word. Let me give you an example. Psalms 119, 43. 
says this in the NIV, never take your word of truth from my mouth, for I have put my hope in your laws. Like, don't take it away because my hope is in what you said. Verse 67 of 119, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I obey your word. There are verses all throughout when the writer is like, oh, whoa, whoa. things happen when I lean into your word and I grab hold of it and I assimilate it to my life. He literally said, hey, I was afflicted and I went astray, but then I decided I was going to pay attention to what you said. So read Psalms 119 this week. Here, write this down. Write this down. If we're going to choose to learn and understand God's word, we're going to read, we're going to study, then I want you to listen to God's word. What is he going to say? Remember, I read it to you early. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Psalms 119 verse 33 says, direct my steps according to what your word says. Let no rule, let no, let no sin rule over me. Like, listen to God's word. Let him tell you what he wants to do. And then the last one is, apply the word. So we're going to read, we're going to study, we're going to listen to what he says, and then you have to apply. Why? Because I have to assimilate it to my life. And so if I choose to love and honor him and I choose to learn and understand, I'm going to apply. I'm not going to look at God's word and go, up. Oh, that doesn't apply. I'm not giving no more. Up. Oh, I ain't going to love my neighbor because they act crazy. Up. Oh, I'm not going to treat my kids right because they acting the fool. Up. Oh, no, we're going to apply. And here's what I wrote down. As when we say apply, we're going application requires a physical action with a heart commitment. So if we're going to apply God's word. There needs to be application, which requires a physical action with a heart of commitment. James chapter one, verse 22, and we're wrapping up, says this. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Don't just listen. But do what it says. Apply it. So I found this verse. Here we go. As we wrap up, we're going to apply the word. You ready? Here we go. Psalms 47 says this. Oh, clap your hands, all ye peoples. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. For the Lord most high is awesome. He is a great king over all the earth. He will subdue the peoples under us and the nations under our feet. Literally, this is a verse that can be applied right now. Literally says, clap your hands, all ye people, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Why? Because he is great. So here's what I want you to do. We're going to apply this verse right now. Right where you are, will you just begin to clap and shout unto God with a voice of triumph? Watch now. Why? Here's my target. Because he's great. He will subdue things. So here we go. We're going to apply God's word. You ready? On three. One, two, three. Come on, Jesus. Jesus, you are amazing. We honor you. Jesus, we thank you for the victory. That would be applying God's word. See, the word of God is there to be applied. We apply God's word after we listen, after we study. So we clap our hands and we shout with a voice of triumph. We don't just do it just to do it. We, with a voice of triumph. Why? Because he's worthy of all the praise and all the glory. See, that's applying God's word just in the simplest form. And then if we know that we're developing honor for God's word, we're assimilating we're accepting the, f the final thought as we get ready to pray is we want to live. We want to live the word of God. We want to live the word of God. 
I read this verse earlier. How can a young man stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. Psalms 119, verse 17. Deal bountifully with your servant that I may live and keep your word. John 6, 63 says, The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I speak to you are spirit. They are life. The Bible is alive, y'all. Active, living. You and I get to activate the word through faith. Revelation is going to activate your faith. And as you meditate in God's word, the revelation of who he is and what he wants to say to you will come alive. But Jesus says, the words I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So over the next few weeks, I want you and I to lean in as we grow and run through the word of God. This week, I challenge you to read Psalms 119 and underline and highlight every time you read your word. If you don't have a Bible, Fill out that digital connect card and let us know and we will send you a physical Bible. If you don't have one, you don't even have to pay for it. We will send you one. So to make sure that you have the word of God flowing with you. Right now, I just want to pray for you. You walked in here today. I'm going to pray for all of us as a group that we grow in our honor for God's word. And right now, can you do me a favor right now? I know you may be at home. If you're driving, don't do this. But if you're home right now, maybe watching this later, whatever, will you just stand right where you are? Hey, come on, just look at your family and say, come on, let's just stand. Come on, we're going to honor this moment. We're going we're gonna to apply what we just talked about. Right where you are, we're going we're gonna, to we're, we're, we're just honor this moment. Just stand right to your feet. For those of you who are watching right now, Jesus said, the words I speak to you are spirit and they are life. The Bible says that God gave his son Jesus to die for you. And that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have ever lasting life. Jesus says the scriptures study them like crazy, but when you study them, look to find me. This morning, even though we read a lot of scripture, we were talking about Jesus. The whole purpose of today was to get us choosing to love and honor God's word so that we can focus on Jesus. And right where you are, I would love to introduce you to the starting place of your passion for God's word, and that is a relationship with Jesus. I want you to experience the life and the spirit that he talked about in John chapter six. And I'm gonna say a prayer. As you're standing, I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. And if you say, Damon, I wanna meet Jesus today. I wanna to rededicate my life. I'm going after him. I choose to love him unconditionally. I'm gonna give him everything I got. Then I want you to pray this prayer after me. Are you ready, City Place? Come on, we're in a place of honor right now. Come on, declare this. Say, dear Jesus, today I give you my life. I acknowledge that you died for me and you rose again. I want to walk out your purpose for who you created me to be. On this day, I choose you freely as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you for every single person that said yes to you today. I thank you that there is going to be an honor for your word in this season of City Place Church in all of our homes. I thank you for developing a place of love 
and value and honor and passion for your word this week. Thank you for those that said yes to you and that are walking in relationship with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, City Place. Hey, listen. Well done. Here's the next step. I want you to uh, fill out that digital connect card. Let us know the decision that you made. So fill that out. Fill out that connect, uh, connection card. And then the second step is, is we are kicking off our July online uh, Growing Stronger City Groups. Jump into a city group. You can join from wherever you are. It's online. We would love to push you and encourage you in your walk with the Lord. And so right now, we're getting ready to worship the Lord with our giving. Come on right where you are. But we're going to worship the Lord with our giving. We are so excited that we get to be the hands and feet of Jesus in our city and literally around the world. As you are preparing to give, I want to tell you of a serve opportunity um, that we are, as a church, are partaking in. On July the 30th, we're going to be serving at the Second Harvest Food Bank here in Orlando, Florida. And so if you want to be a part of that, the information is on the screen right now. We're going to go and serve and uh, just give of our time. And we're going to be preparing uh, bags of groceries for our community, uh, for those that may have a need. And then um, on the third week of July, July the 17th, we're having Flip Flop Sunday. Listen, so we're encouraging every single person that's gonna be watching online and in person to wear some flip flops. But here's the reason why, because we want you to bring a like new pair of shoes because we're gonna be uh, supplying one of our local missions with shoes for men, women, and children uh, that may need shoes in our homeless community. And so we wanna make sure that their needs are met as well. And so uh, get ready to be even more generous than we are. And so uh, just mark those dates down on your calendar. Let me get ready to pray as you give. Remember, give with full faith, knowing that because God has given to you, you get to bring the first part, that first 10% back as an act of worship. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for those that said yes to you. Thank you that we are running through your word into your presence. Thank you for lives being changed today. Change us, refresh us, refocus, and reload us as we lean into these essentials of your word. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great week, City Plus. We love you. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe. And you can share with your friends. Take a screenshot, post on your social media stories, and tag us at City Place Church. <laughs>